Hello and welcome back to My Zillennial Life. Did you guys like that? That little festive intro. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, Happy early Christmas. I am recording this on Wednesday, December 16th, and I probably will not have an episode next week and possibly for the next few weeks because my family is moving out of our home on December 29th and it is going to be a crazy full busy week uh, after Christmas is over just getting ready to do that and I have missed sitting down to record. I feel like I haven't done this in a while. actually sat at my desk like I'm here at home right now guys in my parents house um, recording in my bedroom and I think the last two maybe three episodes have been recorded either in Levi's closet or Levi's roommate's room. So yeah we're back. I'm at my desk. This is one of the last times that I will sit in this room to record or create anything really because like I said we're moving. Overall I'm a very nostalgic person so I keep on you know thinking about all the last all the like the last things I'm going to be doing in this house like the last time I'll take a bath in my bathtub the last time I'm going to film a video uh, for my YouTube channel in this bedroom or in this home that I started my YouTube channel in it's all very bittersweet um, but nonetheless I'm pretty excited for the new home that we're going to move into and I've also made quite uh, a home for myself at Levi's apartment just in the last like month and a half that I've been living there um, so yeah that's beside the point I just wanted to mention kind of what's on my mind as far as the move goes and just to kind of say that this is probably the last podcast episode I'm going to record in my room but maybe not we'll see how I feel in you know the next two weeks because I do still have technically two more weeks left in this house um, so the plan for this episode is I want to talk about like Christmas memories from my childhood and also like toys that we got for Christmas growing up or you know 90s early 2000s sort of things that would come out every year during Christmas and everyone wanted those toys depends on whether you are a boy or a girl you know the type of toy but we'll go through some list and whatnot and um, I also just wanted to talk about why my voice sounds weird at least to me it feels weird to talk right now I actually got two crowns put on my teeth technically they're just temporary crowns my real actual teeth crowns don't get put on until january 4th but i got the um permanent retainer that i had behind my you know top and bottom teeth i got the top permanent retainer recently taken off um to prepare for these crowns guys i've had this permanent wire retainer behind my teeth since 2011 when i got my braces off in high school and i've been so used to having this like wire like just always there and it's still there in my bottom teeth but they took it off the top and I I think I have a lisp now a little bit could just be all in my head I don't know let me know if you think I sound a little bit weird um it just feels weird in general to talk like I'm just not used to it still but um it is exciting I'm finally getting my teeth fixed and if you're wondering why I'm getting crowns put on my teeth well I'll tell you a little story Let's take it back to 2008. I was in eighth grade. My friend Michael, who was my very good friend, still is my very good friend, um, he lived, you know, next door. He was my neighborhood friend. And his dad uh, is the CEO of a company. And he would take us to the office building at night and let us run around in all the cubicles at this business that he was the CEO of. 
and it was really fun. We went quite a few times, and then sometime around, I feel like it was, yeah, it was definitely this summer, he took us, and my brother was it. He was the one who was supposed to run after us, you know, tag, you're it, and I just remember coming around the corner and seeing my brother, like, there and so I turned to run away and somehow managed to line myself up at the side of a cubicle and it's kind of hard to explain how but yeah I basically just knocked my two front teeth out um, but in a way that instead of knocking them out completely it just cut them in half it sliced them and so I was freaking out I picked up the two front teeth I was able to find both of the pieces of teeth that fell onto the ground and I went home and the next morning I a double root canal and I put my two front I kept my two front teeth in like a like a cup of milk so I was able to kind of keep them I guess strong I don't know my doctor told me to do that so they put my teeth back on they glued my teeth back together after my double root canal and they're like all right Katie we'll see you in 10 plus years when you can afford to pay for this thing you need done which is getting crowns put on these teeth because they're gonna eventually like wear out so that's what I'm getting done finally you know however many years later and um, yeah I went last Thursday not a fun experience overall the dentist has never scared me though so I'm very thankful that my like fear of medical situations did not kind of uh, you know spill over into the dentist side of things because I grew up going to the dentist often to get my teeth cleaned and my parents were really good about making us go and so I also had braces twice fun fact and then the double root canal I got in eighth grade like I've had enough I think people just sticking their fingers in my mouth and working on my teeth throughout my life that I never like grew up with that fear of going to the dentist but I went last week knowing I was going to have to get needles you know in my mouth which no one enjoys that but for some reason the whole like needle phobia I have doesn't really correlate um a lot when it comes to the needles being put into my mouth which yeah that probably doesn't make sense but I'm laying down when I'm at the dentist so I don't actually have the opportunity to pass out even if my body wanted to I just physically can't so I got four numbing shots in my mouth last week and it was a very uh just uncomfortable a little bit traumatizing experience for the most part though I I made it through it it just uh I don't remember ever having to get that many pokes in my mouth um they even shot one up the roof of my mouth like twice and I just yeah really not fun so anyways got that done with they numbed my mouth up real good they when you get crowns they have to shave your tooth down to a little nub sorry if this is like gross they shave your tooth down and ideally you can't feel them do that and then they make fake teeth for you and the crowns or veneers whatever you're getting they just like cement them to the nubs that your teeth are you know and then you have fake teeth so my two front teeth are officially fake they have not been fake the entirety of the last 12 years that I you know had this injury happen um, they've always been my real teeth, but now they are fake, and the ones that I put in are temporary, and they are, like, so much more yellow than my other teeth. They feel weird, so I'm really glad that these are temporary. They're also two different sizes. They don't even look right, so I'm hoping that the ones that I actually get put in on January 4th will look good, because those are going to be the ones that I'm stuck with for the next 
however many years but yeah I'm sure you guys really came here for the dental talk I just wanted to share that was my like you know lesson of the week sort of thing it didn't teach me anything except for the fact that I'm proud of myself because I stayed really calm when they were stabbing me in the mouth with needles and um, overall real happy that I just got that experience done with I do still have a few more appointments to go to but when it's all said and done it'll be worth it so yes coming back full circle if I have a lisp now um, I'm sorry, that might really be annoying. It's going to be annoying to me when I'm editing this, but overall, I think that um, I will get used to it, and I guess they're going to keep the wires that are behind my bottom teeth just on. He's like, we don't need to take those off, and I was kind of disappointed because I kind of want them off because it's very hard to floss my teeth with wires behind them, um, but oh well. Dr. Triplett, my dentist, said that does not need to be done. So instead, I'm going to have like a plastic retainer soon for my top teeth, you know, one you have to wear like when you sleep and that'll help protect my teeth because I grind them a lot when I sleep and it's causing jaw pain and it's causing my teeth to deteriorate. So we could just, I can record another hour's worth uh, of this episode telling you all of my teeth adventures because I have had some really exciting trials and tribulations throughout my life when it comes to my teeth like I said I had braces twice so yeah we're not going to talk about my teeth anymore we're going to move on to Christmas stuff which is way more fun I thought for this episode it would be kind of cool to do maybe like a kind of a throwback and go through some old like Christmas toys down memory lane tell you guys a few of my favorite Christmas memories and um and then we'll end the podcast episode because I want to get possibly a YouTube video recorded tonight or yeah, filmed tonight, but if I don't, I have a lot to do as far as moving goes um, still, and so this episode probably won't be super long, but yeah, let's get into the holiday spirit. All right, I first want to go through uh, some of my most fond Christmas memories. These are not just going to be me being like, oh, this Christmas I remember getting the best toys. No, it's more like the ones that were very special. And first off, we have last Christmas, actually. Um, And also this Christmas, even if it hasn't happened yet, I know this Christmas is going to be different, but it'll be special because it'll be the last Christmas in our home. But yeah, last Christmas, 2019, um, I don't know why it feels like it was special to me, but it just was. Um, I actually found videos on my phone the other day that I recorded. I think my sister wrote a letter, and that was like her gift to my parents. Each one of them got a letter, and they both read it out loud, or possibly my dad just got a letter. I don't know, but I recorded him reading the letter that my sister wrote, and it was just very emotional. And I think part of us knew that this like, I don't know, part of me kind of felt last year that 2020 was going to be different. I didn't know how. I didn't know if it was going to have to do with my grandma because at that time, like this time last year, she was sick. Um, But I just kind of had this feeling that it was the last Christmas that would be as it was. And it was the last Christmas we spent with our grandma. And it was the last Christmas that we got to be here like in this home, knowing, not knowing yet that it wouldn't be the same next year, if that makes sense. Also, we won't get to spend this Christmas going to a church service that we usually go to every year, so that's kind of sad, but yeah. And then the other Christmas that I really loved was in 2014 when my mom and I actually planned it all out. Um, My mom came to me because she was like, Christy wants a guinea pig, and I was like, well, 
what if we got her a rabbit? Because she also wanted a rabbit, technically. So, um, and my mom was like, well, where, where can we get one? So, I researched it, and we found a pet store that had rabbits, and my mom and I were able to actually go get a cute rabbit, pick one out for my sister, and she got to open it on Christmas morning, and I filmed it, and it was like the classic, like, opening a box to find a live animal sort of present. Really, really special, honestly, guys. It was so cute. That uh, rabbit's name was Lulu, and unfortunately, one of the many bad things that happened this year was that Lulu passed away. I feel like I know two or three other people whose rabbits also died this year, so I don't know what's up with that, but Lulu, like, our rabbit just kind of ended up dying very suddenly uh, earlier this summer, and it was really sad, but I will always remember that Christmas when we surprised my sister, Christy, with a baby rabbit. Another thing I want to touch on is something I was thinking about last night, and that is the feeling of excitement um, on Christmas Eve when you were younger. And I, I think that a lot of people can relate to this, but when you were younger, I think there was a certain type of absolute anxiety but excitement-filled like uh, feeling to the night before Christmas. And if you are Jewish or you celebrate other holidays, anything that has to do with like maybe just receiving the gifts you asked for. When you're a kid, that's exciting. Um, so when we were young enough, or when I was young enough to still possibly believe in Santa, but also just young enough to where the magic of Christmas was still very prevalent for me, I feel like, um, I will never forget the feeling of going to sleep on Christmas Eve, but not really being able to go to sleep. And also the feeling of excitement when you woke up, but it was so early you were the first one downstairs and I know my siblings and I were always the first one downstairs and my parents would like sleep in and would not wake up for like another hour and we were all so eager to open our presents so there were a few years there that were just very much filled with excitement anticipation for you know opening presents to see whether I got what I asked for and I know that sounds like very I guess braggy in a way but it's more of just the, it's the feeling of the magic of Christmas, which sounds cheesy, I know, but if you grew up as a kid um, celebrating Christmas, then you understand if you believed in Santa Claus until an age that was probably way too old to believe in Santa Claus, then you probably also understand, I don't know when I stopped believing in Santa Claus, but I think it was a little too old at one point. Um, I think we had my sister believing in Santa Claus until she was like 13. Honestly, the longer that you can keep the magic going, the better because one day you wake up on Christmas morning and you realize that you're not really that excited anymore. And one day the magic just sort of slips away. Like it's always a great time of year. And um, when it switches from you being excited to receive presents to you being excited to like really give, that's when it gets fun. And I also know that eventually if I have kids someday, that's when it will feel really fun again because I think being able to just you know instill the the you know Santa Claus sort of story in your kids is just a fun experience so overall I'm just saying did anyone else just wake up one Christmas you know one year maybe your teen years and realize that like it's not the same it doesn't feel the same like it used to when you were little I know it's kind of just a depressing thing to even talk about but it, it's true like it's just how I feel when it comes to thinking about you know Christmas memories from when I was younger um so a few other Christmas like 
memories, Christmas morning things. I guess I'll talk about my traditions, what my family does. And if you guys want to DM me on Instagram, you definitely should and let me know. I wish there was like a comment section on these podcast episodes. I guess technically I could upload them to my YouTube channel. Maybe I'll do that with this one. But anyways, if you guys have special holiday traditions you do, let me know. But my family typically um, throughout the years, we usually stay here. We don't travel for Christmas and we will go to my grandparents' house, my grandma and grandpa. They live like literally 10 minutes away, so we will get dressed up on Christmas Eve. We will go to, first we'll go to church, uh, Christmas Eve church service, and usually it's like, you know, later at night, and I love my church. I It's very beautiful, but on Christmas Eve, it's especially beautiful. We get candles. We get to sing Silent Night. It's the best, and then when church is over, that's when we'll usually go to my grandparents' house or vice versa. I actually think that we do my grandparents' house first, then church, but throughout the years, it's kind of switched back and forth. So anyways, yeah, we go to grandparents' house for like hors d'oeuvres to visit the grandma and poppy. I call my grandpa poppy. And then we go to church. And then after church, we would drive through the neighborhoods and look at the Christmas lights and stuff. And I just feel like throughout the years, the amount of Christmas lights I would see in my neighborhood dwindled a lot. I don't know if that's how it is for anyone else, but there are families in my neighborhood now that don't celebrate Christmas, which is totally fine, or they don't celebrate it in a way where they decorate their houses with lights necessarily. There's a lot of that in my neighborhood specifically, so I feel like there's way less Christmas lights nowadays than when, you know, we were kids. But yeah, we would go look at the Christmas lights, and then we would go home, and just in like the last five to ten years, we came up with a new tradition where we all come home and get into Christmas pajamas um, sit around the fire in the family room, and my dad reads to us, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," and we're all, like, basically adults at this point, and he still did that last year with us, and we drink hot cocoa, and it makes it really special, because I think we started to do that tradition later on, because my mom knew that, like, these were the last years that we were really, you know, young and still home every Christmas, and it just there, you know, time is always fleeting, so I think my mom did a really good job, and my dad, of just, like, making the last few Christmases here in this home very special, and I know we'll have lots of awesome, you know, holiday festivities and memories to make in our new home, but it is kind of just, you know, it's sad and and nostalgic, too, just to think about all the memories we did make here, and I'm thankful to my parents for making those memories so special. So, that's my little um, shindig about, you know, Christmas memories, but now I want to spend however much time it's going to take me going over toys that we enjoyed, you know, receiving or just in general having as kids. I mean, a lot of these I probably did not have because I mostly grew up with Barbies and um, didn't always get, you know, the hottest toys out there, but there are a few honorable mentions that I think we can go over and, um, you know, reminisce on. Okay, so I'm going to kind of go off an article from bestlifeonline.com. The article is titled, 50 Things Only People Who Lived in the 1990s Will Remember. And I typically will go for articles that speak about the 1990s, even though I consider myself a zillennial, because for some reason, the aesthetic of the 90s really did spill a lot over into the early 2000s. And so, you know, the the uh, lines get kind of blurred there. So the first one, though, is Tamagotchi. 
So, I personally don't remember ever having a Tamagotchi. I might have. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. I think I just never had one. So, if you guys had one, let me know. Apparently, they were created in 1996, so maybe I was a little bit too young to have one. Um, next up is the Super Nintendo Systems. So, we never had one of the original Nintendo Systems, but the gaming like systems we did have which I'm actually gonna do a whole episode about soon like all the video games we played as kids Um, we had PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 we had the Wii remember when the Wii came out it was all the rage and my grandpa also bought us an Atari that was like one of the very first video game systems I remember having and that was like a very vintage one so that was super cool to have Um, and then we had Game Boy Advance and I had a DS and a DS Lite, and I always played Nintendo Dogs on it. But yes, like I said, that'll be another episode. Um, so yeah, did you guys have one of the original Nintendo gaming systems? Let me know. All right, next up, I have a picture I found the other day of me with one of these, and it is a Furby. Guys, Furbies were all the rage. I think it probably had to have been in like the late 90s because the picture I have of me with one, I had to have been like probably four. I was born in 95. So yeah, Furbies were awesome but also terrifying at the same time to me at least and I liked scary things but having a Furby and then you know really being excited about having it and then it going off and like talking by itself while I was in the closet us not really being able to ever get it to turn off that thing ended up being quite annoying and then they had like a comeback I don't know if you guys remember this like six or seven years ago Furbies had a comeback and so we bought one for my sister and that also would never shut up so yeah, Furbies were fun. They were adorable. They reminded me of Gremlins, if you've ever seen that movie, but um, they were definitely one of the most popular toys during that time. Next is Bratz dolls and Barbies. Barbies is pretty obvious, but I feel like Bratz dolls, um, a fun fact about me. So there were regular Bratz dolls, and then there were also these like more like baby doll sized versions of Bratz dolls. They were literally Bratz babies. I think that's what they were called and I'm almost positive that I had my mom or someone or I bought one of these with my own money in sixth grade so I would have been like 12 probably a little too like old to have a doll or want one but I don't know I just remember wanting this Bratz baby doll I thought it was cool although to be fair Bratz dolls were a little bit like in some ways if you really break it down they were kind of over sexualized they were very like adult looking dolls so to think that we play with them as little girls is kind of weird but I don't know I like Bratz dolls I I loved them at the time so yeah um those were definitely something I feel like anyone born in the 90s and early 2000s will remember uh possibly even more than Barbie dolls but Barbie dolls are a classic they've been around for you know hundreds of years I think so or at least over 100 years but yeah I had the whole Barbie phase as well I had the whole Polly Pocket phase that reminds me of a really funny story which I think I've kind of mentioned before but the first time my parents made me get a blood test or the first time I ever had to get a blood test I was in sixth grade so that definitely was like when I was I still was playing with dolls probably in sixth grade um it just shows that I was quite a bit of a late bloomer no problem at all with playing with the dolls when you're still like 11 or 12 but still anyways I I just recall getting a blood test and at the end or like I guess I bribed my mom I was like can you buy me Polly Pockets if I get this and she's like sure and I'm pretty sure she did um don't know why I must have just had some 
random last minute you know interest in having Polly Pockets before I literally turned 13 that next year and all of that you know went away I don't think I wanted to play with dolls after that but yeah apparently I was definitely a little bit you know more on like the younger side of a sixth grader compared to all these girls that I like ended up seeing in sixth grade already going to like parties and stuff and um I was a different child all right this next one is not a toy but I'm curious if anyone remembers um their parents having pagers because my mom one of my earliest memories is my mom having a pager for her work she worked in a nursing home and I mean eventually she didn't have a pager anymore but like I do recall her and my dad both having one I think at some point and then my I remember my dad actually got like a cell phone or a palm pilot I think and that was that was super high tech and cool um but yeah this article I'm reading off of like most of these things on here actually are not toys so I'm just kind of going off of like the top of my head things that I remember you know wanting for Christmas um oh electric scooters oh no no not just electric scooters. Okay, we're going to go back a little bit further. Whenever the Razor scooters came out, guys, I have some fond memories of my grandpa buying us a Razor scooter, each of us one, and we got to just roll them around his basement because he had concrete floors in his basement. And those things were the best. And I actually still continue to like buy them throughout the years. I'd always have at least one Razor scooter in our garage. And they're so fun. So then electric scooters came about and one of the best Christmases was whenever my parents surprised us, my brother and I, that is, with electric scooters and we got to go outside and ride on them and now they have like gas-powered scooters and now they have electric scooters all around the cities that you could just hop on and use your cell phone to start up. Super high-tech. I love where the world has gone. It is kind of crazy to think though that, you know, back in the day getting something like that was just the most exciting thing and now like I think that's why being an adult like during Christmas it's not as exciting it's more fun to buy gifts because you can really see like the excitement of the person you give the gift to but like me when someone asks me what I want for Christmas it's not as easy to say anymore because I don't want or need anything I have the money I'm blessed right now to be able to afford anything I did want which is not a lot so like that's why Christmas is just so different now than when we were kids, at least for me. So, um, on to the next toy, which I'm sure many of you rem will remember, and that is the, I think it's called the iDog. Yeah, it was a toy manufactured by Sega Toys, and it was this little dog that moved around and danced, and you could actually use it as an MP3 player, that's what I think it was. Now, the iDog is actually different than the one I'm thinking of because I just Googled this. So what am I thinking of? Robot dog from the 90s is what I'm thinking of. I looked it up. Apparently, it was called the Poochi, P-O-O-C-H-I. And I don't remember it being called that at all. Do you guys? I don't know. Um, so it looks like a robot dog, and I never actually got one of these, but uh, McDonald's had their own little version that you could get in the Happy Meal. So I had one of those. And it was the most exciting day ever when I got my own McDonald's version of the Poochie. Um, but yeah, I wonder now, I think they do have like better versions of this dog robot. Because I was just looking the other day at like robots that you could buy. I don't know why, but technology has come a long way. Alright, next up is the Easy Bake Oven. I love that these have kind of made a comeback in some ways, but not really. Um, I just watched Trixie Mattel's videos on YouTube and... 
sometimes Trixie will use Easy Bake Ovens in her videos. But uh, yeah, Easy Bake Ovens, I had one when I was probably in middle school and I just remember, I might have had one of the first ones actually, I just remember them not really working that well and us being kind of disappointed to be honest. Um, but later on I think they had like a better version that I might have gotten and that one was fine but I just, I think I probably made a total of three cakes or treats using this Easy Bake Oven and then I never touched it again um, because they were not only like kind of scary and dangerous to use as a kid but they just didn't really always work. My mom never was too fond of the Easy Bake Oven. The Bop It. Okay, I actually have had experience with the Bop It toy within the, like the last five years. I don't know which friend of mine had a Bop It still, but they still exist. You could still buy them, and we definitely had one, I think, at our house as a kid. Those were fun. I really enjoyed those. Um, the other thing that kind of reminds me of a Bop It in some ways but also is not related at all are those little 20 question balls that you like literally can play a game of 20 questions with we use those all the time on road trips and that is something that came definitely later on you know into my life but yeah those 20 questions things were great and it's kind of sad now because although they were you know fun to use back then I think you could just download an app now probably to do it but having that actual like toy in your hands was it was a good time and definitely an essential for all of the trips we took throughout the years silly putty is another one um, my mom still gets this silly putty like I think she got us some in our stockings last year for Christmas so silly putty was always a favorite of mine cabbage patch dolls I loved the way cabbage patch dolls smelled I can still smell it now they had a very nice rose sort of scent to them and um Another one is Etch-A-Sketch. I think my grandma had an Etch-A-Sketch at her house. And so growing up, I'd always want to play with that when I went over there. A few honorable mentions. We have the Skip It, which was like jumping rope with one foot. That was a fun toy. We have, um, okay, this one says Fur Real Friends came about after the Poo Cheese were discontinued in 2002. So those robot dogs I was talking about were discontinued in 2002, which is why that would be one of my earliest memories for sure because it was before we moved out of our first house but for real friends I did not get one of these but my sister had a fur real friend and these were like robotic dogs that actually are animals that had actual like you know fur they were like actual stuffed animals and you could buy all kinds of accessories for them and fur real friends were definitely ones that came on a little bit later and then we'll just end off with like a couple more um stretch armstrong i don't remember what that was a talk boy i don't remember what that was tickle me elma oh my god those still exist i'm pretty sure we gave my sister when she was baby she had a tickle me elmo and she loved that thing we still might have that somewhere uh super soaker and oh nerf guns i had a whole like era with my neighbors and my friends that you know we just basically did nerf guns all the time and obviously super soaker like water guns during the summertime was very fun troll dolls kush balls i don't remember those uh k-o-o-s-h balls oh i know what these are i just don't remember them really being a prominent toy they were like the balls that had like the rubber strings all over them i feel like i look at these and i think of chuck e cheese or dave and busters because they were always like one of the toys you can win there I could go on and on, but we've reached the end of this podcast, and 
I just want to say that I'm I'm thankful for every single Christmas I had growing up. I'm thankful for the way my parents made it all very special for us. And I know there are so many people out there, so many kids that did not have the same you know, story as me growing up. And I think overall, I'm just thankful that I grew up in an era where I do get to have these memories of kind of like the way technology changed over the years. And I have memories of Christmas before cell phones existed, before we even had the opportunity to wake up and just sit on our phones instead of really being in the moment because I feel like a lot of holidays and special occasions now are spent that way. You know, we're all constantly on our phones. It's something that I try to be better about and not do as much, especially when I'm with my family. So, uh, but it still happens. And to know that, you know, we were one of the last generations to get to experience holidays and special things uh, with our families before cell phones came about is really special. And I do wish that my dad would have, or my, my mom too, would have recorded more videos of us growing up during Christmas time because I don't have a ton of videos from when I was younger, but at least I have a lot um, of videos from like high school since I had my YouTube channel throughout those years. So yeah, so I just wanted to say I hope you guys all have a wonderful holiday season no matter what you celebrate. This year, it's going to look different. It's going to be the first time any of us have experienced a Christmas uh, during a pandemic. And although there are many people across the country who are just pretending that the pandemic is not happening anymore, um, it, it is. It very much is still happening. And I keep on finding out more and more people I know, like mutual friends and stuff, that have COVID and are still trying to you know, get through it. And then I keep on learning about people who had COVID and are fine now, but then finding out they have these pre-existing heart conditions. It's really scary, guys. So continue to stay safe. If you're not spending this holiday season with your family, just know that I think by next year, hopefully we will be able to, you know, be back to normal, sort of. Um, Thankfully, the vaccine is getting rolled out. So just hope that next year looks a little different than this year and that we can be with our families and be safe. Um, And I hope you guys all have an amazing holiday, Christmas season, whatever it is you celebrate. I will talk to you on the next episode of My Zillennial Life. Oh, and I quite possibly might not talk to you until next year. So have a happy new year if this is the last episode that I record in 2020. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening.